going on y'all we going back to the sports nba heating up man a lot of players looking good these young guys out this rookie class they've been stellar uh wemby going against chet chet has been balling he's um he's doing some special things i don't think anybody necessarily saw this coming from chet i know i didn't uh i thought he was going to be more of just like a you know, just an average type of center, like or or power forward, more like an Evan Mobley. Like Evan Mobley, he plays for the Cavaliers. Like he's a good player, and he does his thing, but he's not really talked about, and he's kind of low key. He just kind of a he's a good role player. He's not a star, but he's a good second or probably a third option on that team because you got Darius Garland as the second option, Donovan Mitchell as the first option. Um, and then probably Evan Mobley as a third, maybe even fourth. I'm not sure who else would take his spot. But yo, it's been a great season. Um, I'm gonna start off with the Houston Rockets. They have been balling out. Um, defense been looking good. Uh, offense has been looking good. Um, Fred Van Fleet, he's definitely taking over that team as the point guard, and he's getting those guys in a rhythm, getting those guys in a flow of things. He's also a good shooter, so that helps in today's NBA. Dylan Brooks is also currently the best shooter in NBA from three-point land. And he, he he clamps defense. He he plays with clamps. He plays a lot of energy. We know Dylan Brooks is one of those guys, like, he doesn't give a shit about what anybody says. He kind of just does his own thing. So he's, he's earned some shine. He's earned some shine. He's averaging about 16, 17 points a game in a good efficiency can't really complain with that you know what i'm saying they won six in a row by the way houston rockets been going crazy also alfred singoon the center he's really good he's a young guy his second year or yeah second year and he's um he reminds me of a baby Jokic. and if i'm saying that that's high praises um he went head-to-head -head versus Jokic the other night and he, he played well so shout out to him. Shout out to him. So, yeah, see, seeing that team take the next step is pretty impressive. And um, also we're going to talk about Chet and Wimby. That's been um very, very good basketball to watch. Two very tall guys. Both of them are skinny, wiry frames. And they both get a shit ton of blocks. So that's been Wimby's comparison. That's been Wimby's rival so far in the league. Because technically, Chet was injured last year, which was supposed to be his rookie year. He's injured all of um, last year. So this year is actually his rookie year. So um, he has a chance to win rookie of the year as well. And it's a really close race. It's a really close race between those guys. Yeah, um, let's see what else we got. Um, Western Conference Player of the Week. This is Anthony Edwards, his first time in his career winning Player of the Week. He averaged 31.3 points, 6.3 rebounds, 6.8 assists. That's a very impressive. As a, as a shooting guard, averaging 7 assists with 31 points is great. Uh, let's keep going. He's playing defense as well. Two steals. 
and he's 4-0 on the week. One of those wins being the Golden State Warriors. Sheesh. Yeah, Edwards, he's a special player out of UGA. Went number one for a reason. Um, and let's get back on Chet and Wimby real quick. I just pulled up this post that the NBA posted. And it says, 10 games into their careers, Chet and Wimby each have more than 150 points, 75 rebounds, and 20 blocks. The only other rookie duo to reach these marks since uh, blocks became official were Shaquille O'Neal and Alonzo Mourning. Damn. And that was in 1992. This is telling me that the league needs to be on watch for these two young guys. Wimby and Chet will be a problem. Because look how Shaq and Alonzo Mourning became a problem. Um, great defense. They can score, they get rebounds. That's the that's the point. That's what you got to be doing as a as a big man in the league. Points, rebounds, blocks. You know, steals and assists. That'll come. That'll come. Um, on some other news, we got Zach Levine. He's actually exploring a trade. Where would you guys like to see him go? I'm hearing rumors of. LA and Philly right now for the most part. He he would do pretty well in Philly, I feel like. Being a good two guard to Tyrese Maxey. Um but Philly's doing good right now, so I, I might not want to mess up their chemistry. They looking really, really special. You get me? Like Tyrese Maxey, he's, he's taking over and he's working very well with Joel Embiid. He actually said recently that He's like a little brother of Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid is like the big brother. They have a great relationship, and they play hard for each other. So I think James Harden leaving the Sixers, it boosted the confidence of Tyreek Maxey, and it's it's been amazing. Zach Levine to the Lakers would be very interesting, though. Be very interesting. He would start over Austin Reeves or Cam Reddish, I would assume, and he'd be playing alongside D'Angelo Russell. Or maybe Russell would be in that trade. Who knows? But um, kind of knew this was coming. Uh, Golden State's also in the running for Levine. Golden State's been struggling, man. Golden State fans. I know they kind of hurt by that. Golden State fans... They've been seeing Steph Curry do amazing, but um, he has no help. Klay Thompson's been struggling this this uh, this season so far. Draymond Green looks like he's uh, lost a step a bit. These guys are getting older. This dynasty is looking like it's starting to get brittle. I'm just gonna keep it a buck. Steph Curry, like I like I said, Steph Curry looks like he's um he's doing his thing. I don't see no rust on Steph Curry. He's getting 30 a game. He's actually he's actually doing great. But his team has been struggling. There's only been one player to get 20 points this season. That was Dario Saric. No one else has gotten 20-plus points. That's a huge problem. you got to have people helping out your star player. In this league, we got a lot of talent. You're going to need your guys to step up. 
Andrew Wiggins. I don't know what, what happened to Andrew Wiggins, but I don't know, bro. He was a number one pick. He was playing great in the in, on the finals run they had. I mean, shit. I don't know what's going on with the guy. But uh, if he, he needs to get back to doing what he does because he was actually the second leading scorer on that team at one point. Klay Thompson, he has to get back right, get his confidence back, get his legs back under him, and become that 20-plus point a game scorer that we used to know. The Warriors need some help. CP3's been coming off the bench. They may need to start him. Yeah. Let's go talk about these rookies, man. So Asar Thompson, I got to give him his credit. 6'7", guard. I guess you can call him a combo guard slash small forward. He's kind of versatile, especially for his age. But uh, the most rebounds this season, he's actually top four in that category. And he's not four. He's actually number two. Right behind Nikola Jokic. You got Nikola Jokic at one, Asar Thompson at two, Rudy Gobert at three, and DeAndre Ayton at four. Never thought that this would happen. So damn, I mean, you can't you can't complain, bro. You can't complain when you got a six seven guy getting all these rebounds, bro. People calling calling him Dennis Rodman. You feel me? Devin Rodman was like that. You know, Dennis Rodman. He was like that. He was just getting all the boards. And he was only like 6'7", six, 6'8". Six, I think he was like 6'8". So, yeah. he He's playing tough. He's playing real tough. Also, his defense has been out, outstanding. He actually was guarding Shy Alexander for the Thunder. And... Shy only shot two for eight from the field, bro. And everybody knows Shy is one of the best scorers in the NBA, up there with Luka Doncic, Nicole Jokic, uh, Jason Tatum, Anthony Edwards, etc. So uh, he's playing great defense. He has a lot of energy, whole lot of energy, whole lot of energy. It's really crazy, bro. These rookies, they've been playing amazing. Um, also got the Clippers struggles. We know how that's going. Uh, Clippers lost five in a row. James Harden averaging 13.5 points a game, five rebounds, five assists. Really, really mediocre stats. Maybe he needs to come off the bench. I'm thinking that's what needs to happen. Cause it was it was looking good, like to be honest with you, it was looking good. Like the Clippers were looking pretty good without Harden. All of a sudden, he comes in, and shit, it starts going left. So, when in doubt, put him to the bench, let him lead that second unit, let him ball out, and then, if applicable, get him in that starting lineup later. But right now, you don't want him destroying the team, bro. Do not want that to happen, dog. But I feel like they, they should be able to figure it out. I mean, those are talented players. Russell Westbrook, Harden, Paul George, and Kawhi Leonard. Those are really talented players. They should be able to figure it out. But it's going to take it's gonna take an extreme effort to figure it out. And Warriors, to give you some stats on how bad the Warriors have been 
shooting. Go ahead and give you guys some stats on the three-point percentage. Chris Paul, 16% from three. Andrew Wiggins, 15% from three. And Jonathan Kuminga, 18% from three. Ugly, bruh. That's really ugly. Those guys got to get in the gym, bro. Got to get in the gym. Got to get some shots up. Got to get right. It could be the confidence. It could be the looks are really bad looks. Who knows, man? I mean, you got to figure it out, though. Got to figure it out. Because if they want to do anything, they have to go through a lot of other formidable teams. Um, They're not going to be able to beat the Nuggets out, out west. They're not going to be be able to beat Boston out east. Not shooting like that. Speaking of Boston, Celtics, the Celtics starting lineup has the best offensive rating and defensive rating of any five-man lineup in the NBA. Sheesh. You can't play with them folks right now, bro. That Drew Holiday edition was really, really special. Also, that Chris Dapp Porzingis edition. That's two really, really good pickups from Boston. They looking like they could win it all. Especially when you look at how Damian Lillard and Giannis have been playing. They haven't been playing up to par. But they are still doing good with their scoring. Giannis and Dame Lillard is actually top three as far as duos in the league. When it comes to scoring the basketball at 52.3 points per game. Celtics, Jalen Brown, and Jason Tatum are right below them at 51.3 points a game. But in my opinion, it looks like the Celtics have a better um, better role players. Because you got Drew Holiday, Porzingis. Um, those are two really, really, really good role players to have. Because those guys are basically stars on different teams. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's... It's a special group that Boston Celtics team have. If they can keep it that defensive pressure, the offense is going to come naturally because you got guys that can put the ball in the basket. Okay, and you got at number two, you got none other than Kyrie and Luka Doncic. I'm not surprised with that. Luka Doncic, you can call him Luka Magic. You know, Luka can do his thing. He's been doing his thing since day one in the league. Kyrie Irving, same way. Number one pick, Kyrie Irving. Out of Duke, he's been doing his thing. These guys can score the basketball. It seems like they're starting to get their flow together. And I really like the rookie, Derek Lively, out of Duke. The guy is special. Um, he played really well against Wimbenyama. Had like 16 points, 10 rebounds. Played great. Great energy. He's like a really good lob threat. So he's going to be special for that team going forward as well. And none other than Joel Embiid, former MVP of last season, and Tyrese Maxey at 61 points a game. Philly's looking scary. Philly's looking scary because Tyrese Maxey, he's just going to get better. And Joel Embiid is already an MVP caliber guy. And they got good role players too. Tobias Harris is a really good role player. Um, we'll see what who else they can attain on that team. Maybe DeRozan, maybe Zach Levine because those guys may be on the way out of Chicago. Who knows? Who knows who they'll get? Okay. And number five on this list, as far as top scoring duos in the NBA, you got LeBron James and Anthony Davis right at 49.1 points a game. Those guys 
Uh, I don't see too much going on for the Lakers this year. I just don't see too much, man. It just seems like the competition is just thickening. It just keeps getting... I mean, these young teams, are they're here. Okay, see? Out the West, they're here now. You got the Wolves in the West. They're here now. They got young stars that get 30 a game pretty easily, and they got a good team that's young. It's going to be tough, man. OKC and the Wolves, I don't know what what they might do in the playoffs, man. Like, special. And, of course, you got the Mavs. You can't really count them out. And then, um, of course, the defending champs, the Nuggets. So it's going to be tough for the Lakers this year. They're going to really have to get better some way, somehow. Some way, somehow. Also, some Lakers stats. The Lakers have been awarded 539 more free throws than their opponents over the season and last season. That's the most in the NBA by far. Damn. So, Lakers, they're getting a lot of benefits out west. Lakers might want to stop sending tapes in the league and complaining about no calls. That's a fact. I mean, shit, they getting the most. They getting the most foul calls. They can't really complain. Sheesh. But yeah, on that note, I'm going to go ahead and end this podcast. Appreciate you guys listening yet again. I'm going to catch you guys on the next one. I'm out.